everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 578. Uh, that's recording today, Wednesday, the 5th of June, uh, which is, uh, yeah, we're uh, actually, we're, this, this is quite a sort of transatlantic day because we've got, uh, Rich, we've got your, uh, your, your, your uh, beloved leader over here as well. Uh, well, you're in the country too. Actually, you're in the UK. So everybody from the US is in the UK and we're, and we're celebrating, or uh, I think they're, they're, commemorating the D-Day landings and the, the spirit of the uh, UK and US collaboration over those periods. So it's quite it's quite an important day, but that's not, we're not a history podcast at all. We're actually a music technology podcast, which is uh, to do with everything to do with recording and uh, writing music, electronic music, performance, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Everything that works in the world surrounding music production and electronic music and performance of it. So uh, I want to say uh, thank you very much to everybody for joining us. In fact, thank you to uh, our sponsors. Uh, we've got Isotope, who will of course be giving away a copy of RX-7, and we've got last show's uh, winner there's no show last week because i was on holiday and i'll tell you about that in a bit um and also thank you very much to soft tube uh, we'll be telling you about their parallels synth which is a very great sounding soft synth anyway let's say hello to some of our people uh, we'll start with uh, let's start with mr rich hilton because he's in the uk and i gave you a bit of a teaser earlier um rich are you in london at the moment are you kind of a, a pre-gig kind of hanging about stage or are you got uh, a day off None of the above. Ah, nice try, oh, though. Oh, oh um, damn. <laughs> Most I'm of in what Belfast. I just said is, ah, right, okay. <laughs> and between two nights' gigs, which I'm going to play one in, whatever, four hours. Um, and uh, we have, you know, we played the same venue last night, so I've got the afternoon free, and here I am. Oh, nice! The rare occasion where you've do, where you've got like a two in two in a row or more in a row, so you you don't have to go and say you probably do a line check, I'd imagine, and then just uh, the rest of the time is free. And that must be nice. How's Bar how's Belfast? Is it sunny? No, it's oh. not sunny. <laughs> oh, how disappointing! Um, but how is it? It's well, no, it's what you know. What do you? Do? It's Northern Ireland. They say it rains three hundred days a year here. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Well, where I've just come from. Yeah. Where I've just come from, it wasn't raining. It rained at the beginning of the week and then got insanely hot because I was in, on holiday last week, which was that. But right. uh, so before, yes. Anyway, Rich, I should qualify what we just said by you're, you're performing with Chic, which is where you're the keyboard player, but you also do Nile Rogers Studio stuff. So he's a man on the road yep. on tour. In fact, a lot of our panelists are on the road at the moment. We've got uh, Chuck Charles, yeah. Jimmy Reeves, and Robbie Bronneman, and I think there's somebody else. Is there? Who else is on the road? Somebody else is on the road. Anyway, so so you're a good company here. They're even together on the road, those guys. Ah, that's true. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They're, actually, the, that, they're touring the same show. That's And actually, that looks good because I've seen some clips of the Howard Jones live tour and it looks really good. It looks like they've got a really good setup and got the tech kind of really interesting with projections and all stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to talk to Robbie about that. And we've also got uh, Mr. Matthew Hodson. Matt Hodson, Maths, as he's now known, his performing artiste name. Um, last time we saw you, Matt, was uh, Superbooth, where you were... Uh, uh, you were very kindly talking to us, even though you had a sound check, and uh, yeah. you were you were you were very chilled, considering that it was you know you'd had a venue change and all of those things. How was yeah. how was Superbooth for you? It was great, and thanks for doing that video as well. The feedback and the comments were really really nice. What people put on there, yeah, it was quite. It was very full on that weekend, as Superbooth usually is. But I was also doing two gigs in one day. I I played the evening before at Sea Base doing a kind of hard techno set and then we was when you came to see me and we did the rig rundown um 
that was an indoor gig. We got rained off outside, so we came indoors and we was frantically setting up. And I think we were sound checking and hitting the drums and stuff. While we're, I'm trying to run you through how my modular works and all that kind of stuff. But it was good. It was really good. You can't complain. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's sort of playing live, performing live with electronic music. It's never going to be like turn up, plug and play. It's dead simple. You know, it's part of the challenge, isn't it? Absolutely. And I, I have to say, and I was concerned about this at the time, we were very concerned about your adapter chain coming out of your Eurorack into, <laughs> it was about this yeah. high it with was, the yeah. final cable coming out. And it was, it yeah. was, uh, we weren't happy. Yeah. Nobody was happy I about was that. was the drummer. Um, yeah, I wasn't happy about that. There was a few comments on that. Um, uh, yeah, that was for the drummer to get headphone feed, but I've sorted that out now. Um, uh, what else have we been doing? I've had, oh yeah, I've had, to, oh, I've had this released, my first final. So that's nice. just come out. Well, don't if you can see that. That's available. And, um, you can actually. I'm giving away ten copies. If you go to my website, you just stick your name in, and then I'm giving away ten copies of I that. Think that's maths, maths, maths with two two t's dot com. Yes. Is that right? Maths with two t's. Maths, maths, maths dot com. There we it's go. A mouthful, isn't it? You got the pl- you Got the. Plug. I made a mistake there. <laughs> Well, good SEO. I'm pretty sure nothing else will show up. So, you know, that's going to work out well for you. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, to lovely, back, lovely to have you, Matt. Um, also, you, you're still working in, uh, uh, I guess, you're still involved in the BIMS thing? Yeah, still working in the course. Yeah, we just finished. Just been doing a load of marking, um, which is the best time of year because you're getting to see what all the students have been up to and what have you. So it's... Yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but it's really good. It's the bit that I really enjoy. Obviously, I really enjoy the teaching as well. But the marking side is 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 just it's just great to see what they've been doing. It's it's brilliant. Excellent. So, yeah, well, enjoying it. Great. Lo- lovely to have you. And uh, of course, for last but certainly not leastest, Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in Bristol, bass player, music technologist, and uh, amongst other things. How are you, Gaz? Are you well? Yeah, good. Bit festival frazzled, so still just trying to you know, blooming get back to normal after two weekends of festivals and all the related shenanigans oh, um, wow. <laughs> so yeah god it does take it does start to take its toll a little bit as you get older but um i just can't resist you know how was the weather <laughs> yeah it was okay it was a bit intermittent but um i was at one called uh, this weekend called blue lagoon which is in uh Right at the very westerly tip, southwesterly tip of Wales, um, St. David's. Beautiful. What a beautiful spot. And lovely festival. Lovely festival. Uh, and because um, I was mentioning it before, I think, on the last show, that this is the stuff we were rehearsing up for Rocket Gold Star. Oh, yeah. Is, um, and what was really super nice at the gig was just loads of the old fans were there from way, way back. So... It was just lush. It was just really, really lovely. So I, I had a, yeah, I had a great time, and the band played so well. I was so proud of them. Um, and just, yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna do more stuff now. I think it was sufficiently positive. It's a catalyst. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, it's great. So here's a question. So as, as you, oh, as you, as, as proggers. Because um, mm. obviously, you, pop you, proggers. Pop, pop proggers. Um, that there are uh, part of what what that generally entails is the sort of almost it's sort of musical acrobatics to a degree, and it's sort of some virtuosism, virtuosoism. Does does the do you set the goalpost differently as you get a little older? Do you try not to go so fast, or do do you change the you know? Is it more about the uh, the the concept gets more more difficult, or do you actually still kind of go for the real million miles an hour hard to play stuff? Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I think with that band, it just it just the stuff just comes out the way it does. And I think, in fact, I think it probably comes out more com- more complex now in a way. Uh, but we are going to. I think we're going to do a pop album next. That's our plan. But I think. Ah. Uh, you know, so uh, short songs, but I reckon within the space of short songs, kind of chorus, oh, first chorus kind of songs, I think there'll be kind of lots of uh, twiddle. Uh, <laughs> um, we can't help it. We can't help it. We can't help it. But um, that's a challenge. But yeah, it was uh, it was great at the festival, though. I was sort of bumping into people I hadn't seen in years, but also. Um, it was kind of one of those festivals where guys from the Osric Tentacles and sort of the Wizards of Twiddly, speaking of Twiddle, were there. <laughs> and, you know... Um, Is that a real that band great, name? Actually. Wow, awesome. The one thing that really blew me away, though, was uh, there was an 11-piece Afrobeat band from Bangor in North Wales who, uh, all, all sort of middle-aged white men, playing Afrobeat way better than they had any right to. It was absolutely, they were absolutely stunning. And I just can't figure it out for the life of me. <laughs> really, really good. Drumbago. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, wow, okay. Highlights. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that everybody's had a good couple of weeks. And like I say, we had a holiday and it was hot. Only problem was, is um, the place where we went to uh, had a lot of, uh, shall we say, property maintenance issues. Uh, one blocked, uh, b- blocked pipage. So uh, we had a, a major flood. And then uh, two major electrical issues. So we had major no power. Uh, so it was a bit stressful. Every time someone went to the loo, it was like, is it going to be okay? Is it not going to be okay? Every time you put the oven on, it's like, are we going to finish it? Is it going to be okay? I don't know. <laughs> so it's quite nice to get home and find that uh, most of the stuff works. But anyway, um, so yeah, topics. I mean, stuff, I, I think what I'm going to start with, you know, we had the Apple WWC and there are a couple of big topics from this week. And I think, uh, have I got, I don't think I downloaded this because I thought, yeah, here we go. Uh, let's just have a look. I mean, this is the big news. We've finally got a Mac Pro, right? So here it comes. Oh, in fact, what I need to do. is set my audio to be the right thing. That's the one thing I forgot. Possibilities of customization. Central to the Mac Pro design is a precision stainless steel space frame that also functions as handles and feet. It is the structure. <laughs> it kind of looks like a towel rail, actually. That I wouldn't mind that in my bathroom. <laughs> the space frame provides 360 degree access to the interior, as well as multiple mounting points for a variety of different components. To meet the diverse demands of our professional users, the dual-sided logic board is built for configuration and expansion. The new Xeon processor has up to 28 cores and can run... Con- anyway, we won't play the whole thing. I know, as I'm very fond of saying, and I'm saying it again today. But finally, we have a new Mac Pro. And there's, there, seems to be, there seems to be a bit of a mis... I mean, A... It's top end. So when we say top end, it starts at six grand US. Mm. But what you'll get, the capabilities you're getting in there are more than we probably need as audio people. They're they're aiming this at the high end, you know, uh, video people, the video crowd, which is a shame because we, you know, we're we're gearheads and we like pretty things, and it does look pretty, and it does look like the sort of thing I'd quite like to have um, as as a thing for the expandability. But you know, 
so it's it's an interesting shift because most of the other range is, is massive. I know, Rich, you I know you've got some strong feelings about this. I mean, there's been a lot of bitching about how expensive it is, you know, and what you get, and you could buy a PC for the same, you know, for much, but all that kind of stuff is going on, right? As as you ever. But here it finally is, at least, right? It's, yeah. It seems like a beautiful product to me, and it addresses a market that everybody was suspecting Apple was ready to abandon in a very, very vigorous and comprehensive way because for a post house starting at six grand to be able to get, I think it's eight PCI slots, at least seven of which are available um, and which, which will support six Avid cards, not running any of Avid software yet, but they'll get there. Um, but still it, it's, um, it's an impressive piece of design. The expandability options are really impressive. It's not for you and me. And it doesn't need to be for you and me because the computers they're making today that are for you and me are outstanding computers, way, way better than they've had in a long time. There was a period that, where they were pretty fallow on desktop computer releases and they had sort of turned into a watch and uh, iPhone company. And this is a very, very, uh, the last year and a half, two years has shown uh, they've completely put out a nice, complete range of reusable computers. And they say that today's Mac Mini will outperform a 2013 Mac Pro. So you buy a few slots and you're right back in the game. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, it, it feels like this, it's just, it's made, they've made something that everybody really wants because we as audio professionals, a lot of the audio people have, have, have used Apple for years. And, you know, and you traditionally be buying the top end machine because that was kind of up against the what you notionally needed to run audio. But as we said for a long period of time now, you know, we kind of don't need that sort of power. I don't know. What do you think, Gas? I, I, I mean, it does look pretty, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's from a design point of view, it's, it's really interesting that, that it's an utter abandonment of the, of the trash can and a return to the cheese grater, you know, um, even more so, uh, you know, it looks even more like a cheese grater. You get a much before, coarser grate of cheese on this one, I think. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it, it, it is, um, it's interesting how that, um, you know, that, the, it's kind of made the the Mac Pro, the, the the trash can Mac Pro, much more of an anomaly now. That it's that it's a complete rejection of everything that that kind of stood for, really, and a, and, a, and a return to the previous. You know, it's it really looks like it should have been the follow up to the you know to, uh, that, to the to, to, to the, the older generation. To the of yeah, I see what so, you mean. Yeah. So um, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm 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 stuck with my trash can mac here which to be honest from a music point of view my mac has tons of tons of uh legs left in it you know it's not i'm not looking to upgrade that but it is a video i mean it is a video issue that when i do do i've done a little bit of 4k stuff there uh, the toman synth reactor stuff was all filmed in 4k and 4k just brings my mac pro to its knees and it's like you know a lot of ram in there and you know but it's sort of so I think if you are in the video game, then this looks like, you know, and in the professional game as well, you know. And also, I think, actually, when you look around the pricing of it, I think it's, uh, I mean, it is expensive, but this is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's aimed for 
it's aimed very much at a professional market. So I don't I don't think it's too much of a problem. And, and to back up with um, what um, what Rich was saying, you know, the the new Mac Mini it has incredible benchmark figures, especially. It's a bit of a classic, isn't it? That, yeah, it's a bit of a classic. You get the next really, one up from the base one, uh, and you've got a very capable machine for, you know, for a reasonable price. So, you know, so all the markets kind of catered for in a way. So, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of griping going on. I don't necessarily think that's that fair, particularly. But um, I don't think I'll be getting one. Not 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 for a few. I, well. Not, <laughs> not for a decade or so. Unless something also. happens. <laughs> unless something happens that I can't predict, I won't be getting one. <laughs> no. I know. Um, yeah, but good though. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, 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 there are other parts of that Apple thing if we can talk about later that are yeah. interesting to me. But I think yeah. so. Yeah. I know, Matt. Uh, sorry, Matt. Um, I, I, is it the sort of thing that you know an education establishment would would think would need to get for some of the video courses that you do? I mean, it's it sort of um, feels like it might, or would you? maybe maybe it's still slightly overkill i mean i i think this is really aimed more at the post-production market you know all the studios you walk into around the world max post-production houses max as far as i'm aware and um you know like rich said we thought that apple were kind of moving out of that world that high-end super high-end world and here they are back in action i think i think it's definitely aimed at something like that you think about all of the all of that digital output that's coming out of um, people who are creating stuff for Netflix and Amazon, all those movies and things like that, and chucking all digital, big digital files around and things like that, you need a power horse like this. So maybe not something that we're going to see in classrooms just yet. Um, you mentioned the Mac Minis. I mean, they're, they're super powerful as they are. My studio is this thing that I'm broadcasting through now, which is a laptop with, you know, maxed out with RAM and what have you. Um, but one of the things that I'm interested to see that I probably would look at now is getting one of the second-hand black bins, you know, the, the version, I guess, I think that's what Gaz has got. Let's uh, let's see the price on those go down in the second-hand market, maybe, because they're, they're powerful oh. beasts as well for what they are. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's and and way more portable. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the the, the stuff that, that that we're not seeing. I mean, I, I started to price up some of the individual elements just because I thought I yeah. wonder what those are. And it, I couldn't find the. I think the uh, the the base model, the Radeon Pro 50X, is around about three to five hundred quid just for the video card. And I think they've got a special version. So it's probably even a little bit more than that, and I think the uh, the the eight core Xeon W uh, that is is a grand just for the CPU. You know, if you were to buy the CPU and stick it on a motherboard, it would cost you a thousand quid from a parts only place. So, and when you got the power supply and all of the um, the kind of networking, because it's got ten gigabit, it's got ten G networking, it's got lots of Thunderbolt. It's you know, there's a there's a it's yeah. designed to move a lot of data around very, very fast. So it's quite future proof. I mean I think I, I think you're right though. It, it's it's it feels like it's sort of something that you know, it feels what it feels reminds me of is the old silicon graphics workstations, which were the things that the post houses use. It's what Pixar used to use, the, and, and the people that do, you buy render farms and the silicon graphics workstations. And when I was working on CD ROMs and one of uh, uh, the, the team was animating, that's what they were hankering after. But they were like way, way off in the distance price wise. And that's kind of what these have become because the disparity between how much you need for a maxed out audio system and how much you need for a maxed out video system is 
enormous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't even touch the sides on that, assuming everything worked, because obviously it's only going to be probably running Catalina, which is going to be a new OS, and oh, there's mm-hmm. going to be all of those issues that you inevitably mm-hmm. get with a new thing. But I, I'm I'm for, I'm feeling surprisingly unhostile to the Mac stuff because I'm usually quite critical about it because I think they've mm. they've they haven't done some things very well, and I think this one they've just gone okay. You want a high end machine? This is a yeah. high end machine. You know. That's what I respect. They've just gone check this. You want you want high end spec, right? Here you go. Then wham, here yeah. it is, full on. Let's have it. Um, and and the price goes along with it. I'm afraid that's what you're going to pay for it. But they're offering it, and that's it's there. Yeah, so. you do get. There is a premium. I mean, the, the, I think the thing that kind of made it a bit laughable was when they introduced the one thousand dollars monitor stand, and you kind of think, yeah, yeah, oh, maybe you could have maybe you could have made not such a big deal about that because that makes it seem like. It, it, it queers the pitch for the other stuff, I think, and I, you know, I think from a from a PR point of view, perhaps not the best thing. Rich is not agreeing. He's he's uh, he's 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 not agreeing with that. I know we had a chat beforehand. You think they don't? They didn't make a big deal about it. They blew right by it, which is why everybody in the audience gasped. But um, besides that, if you're spending forty grand on a computer, you'll spend one thousand dollars on a freaking stand. It's nothing Probably. to you. People who are buying these things, who buy really, really high-end premium stuff, aren't thinking like that. They want it to look good. They want the right look. They'll pay for it. Yeah, I those guess people so. are going to pay for it. Yeah. This isn't yeah, a maybe. product for you and me. I'm telling you, this is these people who are going to spend that much money on a computer don't even blink at a thousand dollars for a monitor stand. Yeah. People I know who buy arms to fly the thing over their console are spending most of that anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess so. So I wonder, I mean, I don't know. That, yeah, no, okay, that's fair enough. Anyway, I, I thought it was worth covering that. And there are lots of other um, Apple matters that came up and I will try and sprinkle them in as well. I know, Gaz, you've got some stuff to talk about, but I wanted to get that out of the way. And first of all, uh, while, while we're going, let's do our, uh, our spot for uh, Isotope. RX continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production. And with RX7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud, vocals not loud enough, Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialog contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialogue, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialogue Dereverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialogue. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair. And I guess one of the things that uh, the new Mac will allow, uh, when we, if you saw our Meet the Makers interview with uh, uh, Mark Athia, who is the uh, CEO at Isotope, he was saying, you know, when we get real power available, we're going to be able to do some amazing real-time stuff. And I guess that's one thing that would work on this. Uh, but yeah, Isotope RX7, if you want to check that out, go to isotope.com and check it out. And we have a winner for last week's show. Last week's show, uh, well, not last show, this is a guy called Angry Photo Guy called Andrew. Uh, he wins the competition 
competition for the last show. Uh, let me repair some audio so I can mess it up again. Go to Audio Tools RX7. Yeah, so well done. Uh, you are the winner of uh, that show. Uh, uh, so if you want to get in touch, we'll get the prize out to you. And also we've got uh, another competition for this week, uh, which is we're looking for the RX Can Fix It uh, hashtag. That's all one word. And RX and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotoping. It's a Twitter competition, so you do need uh, a Twitter account. Uh, and there's plenty of other characters available, so put some other stuff in there as well, because I know that both us and Isotope do check those out. So the hashtag we're looking for is RX can fix it and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotoping. And that'll enter you to win a copy of RX7, which, as if you're familiar with the podcast by now, you'll know that pretty much all of us use in some capacity fantastic stuff for restoring and just kind of taking care of audio um okay right um oh yeah this was cool did you see the um let's have a look the the scoring chernobyl this was an hbo series that uh I, i'm not going to be able to pronounce her name right hilda yeah good nat or not here i i'm I mean, not even going to try i feel terrible for i should have probably looked up a proper phonetic uh, pronunciation of this but the the video that we got she basically uh it's a series on hbo and she took all of this uh Sounds from uh, a it was a Lithuanian. It was filmed on location in a Lithuanian um, power station that was being decommissioned, and she recorded a load of ambience there with the help of a guy, field recorder called and uh, what's his name? His name was Chris. Chris Watson. Chris Watson, who does all the Richard Attenborough stuff, you know, field location. So really knows what he's doing, and probably great. And built a lot of the soundtrack out exclusively out of those tones and room tones and noises. And it's just, people have been raving about it. And lots of people say it's a fantastic uh, piece. I've not seen it because I, I don't subscribe to any of these kind of series. Um, did, was Who said Chris Watson? I'm assuming that you, uh, that you maybe, Matt, uh, have seen it or do watch this. Because I know it's be, it has aired, hasn't it? Uh, it has aired. And no, I haven't seen it. I've just read a lot about it. I was just intrigued about this whole process of them going and recording the sounds of the the, the place it was at, basically, and then designing this score from it. Um, yeah, I think things like that were always interesting. Um, my understanding is Chris Watson was, was the main guy in charge with actually doing the sampling and recording there. And then yeah. she then took those sounds and then interpret that and use those sounds within the, the actual score. Um, so it was kind of like a joint team effort there. And I, I think the result is really interesting. With I do have to say, though, I mean, as much as I'm a fan of this, and I think that you get inspired by place and sound and, you know, the timbre you can extrapolate from there as starting points for composition or sound design. Um, you know, I'm wondering if when we do actually sit back and watch it, if we're like, if, if it does if it does pull together the visual and the audio in a way subliminally that, that we're not aware of, or, you know, or would it have really mattered if they'd have just sampled a load of sounds in their bathroom and then <laughs> sort of put it together? Not as, good, not as good a story though, is it? It's got a nice philosophical kind of, you know, it's the, yeah. the and it's, it, it, it's, I, we like the, the, it's almost like a concept album, Gaz. I, I mm. thought I'd come to you for that. Yeah. It is a, it's like a concept album essentially, isn't it? So yeah. Well, she uh, she said that you know she wasn't being particularly proactive in the capturing of sounds there. I think that's what he was doing more. She she was just absorbing the atmosphere of the environment, and and I just kind of think that that would then really influence the approach to the composition, just sort of like yeah, the feeling, the sense of, of atmosphere, yeah. 
Yeah, just the, having been there and having, and she was just trying to really absorb that feeling, um, not absorb the radiation, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite interested in this now. I don't really do hardly anything. I hardly watch any drama at all. Um, but funny enough, this is actually this has actually piqued my interest now. Um, I think it's. I think uh, but, it is actually showing on uh, on chat one of the terrestrial channels here sometime soon. I'm sure I saw an advert on TV. Okay. Maybe I got that wrong. Not... Oh, cool. Um, Worth checking out. But I do. I, I really do love <clears throat> immersive. Well, you know, when I've been involved in anything that's like an immersive project, um, you know, I, I I I love trying to live it. You know, I really love trying to. Uh, and and there's various things that I've done uh, in the past. It, nothing quite like this, of course, but. Um, uh, I well, I remember go. We used to go to this. Uh, gosh, it's not there now, but it was an incredible derelict factory in uh, Brimmower in South Wales. It was the old Semtex uh, factory where, um, and it had like this incredible ceiling. It was the biggest freestanding ceiling of its time. I think in, it was built in the 1940s. It became a little bit of a, a bit of a strange thing in a way because it. Um, they couldn't use it for anything and they couldn't demolish it because it was like listed. So it was just this big, you know, and from the outside it looked incredibly ugly. But you went inside and it was just this amazing space. Um, and the echoes and the, you know, the, the reflections in there, it was just an amazing place. And um, we wanted to go back there to do a recording, but then it was all demolished. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, it was, it was, it was, because it was such a profound and, and in, interesting in sound in there. So, yeah, so so this definitely, yeah, this is definitely interesting to me, for sure, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know, it's cool. Uh, Rich, I don't know, I, I mean, this... You've done a load of soundtrack work, and to a degree, there's there's always a a, a a kind of philosophical approach to how you might design a motif or a, choose a sound or whatever. I mean, you, I mean, stuff that you've done with Nile. I know you. I mean, some of the uh, Scorsese movies, right? No, never have worked with Martin Scorsese. Oh, was we it did not a bunch of John Landis movies. John Landis. Okay, I beg your pardon. And uh, we worked with uh, William Friedkin. Ah. And we've worked Julian Temple, and but and I personally have spent a little time with Francis Coppola. But um, relative to the design aspects that you were just referring to, Niles' work was very significant in the movie Coming to America to establish the African sort of crossover theme that pervaded the plot and the movie and was very, I think, intelligently applied to aspects of the score, including the rather elaborate dance sequences that were done. So I have been privy to a little bit of that, but not on the level of like working at Media Ventures on a regular basis or anything like that. You know? sure. um, I was very impressed with her and with this video and with that vision. I want to point out that she says that they worked at an abandoned power station in Lithuania. They yeah. didn't get. They didn't go anywhere near Chernobyl. Oh no, no, there yeah, there, there was there was a power a power station that was being decommissioned in Lithuania. There, that's right, yeah. Right, and and so they had access to those noises and the atmosphere and the vibe of the, of what being in a power station is like. But um, those they didn't go anywhere near Chernobyl, and nor should they have. No, um, I would have and, thought not. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm a look. It's really uh, inspired, as Gla as uh, Gaz said, piqued my uh, curiosity now, and I'm definitely going to have to watch this 
uh, series now because I'm very curious to hear the soundtrack. Well, just there's been some amazing soundtrack work. You know, this is one great example, though. Her, they're envisioning using all of this sound as the entire source material for the sound for the score creation. It's pretty ambitious and really, really cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, fun fact from the chat room, I think it's gone past now, but uh, apparently Chris Watson, back in the day, used to be uh, in um, Cabaret Voltaire. Yeah. Get that wow. in. Yeah. So uh, he must have quite an interesting ear because, I mean, it, yeah, Cabaret Voltaire, earliest, one of the Ooh. earliest UK uh, <laughs> um, uh, electronic acts and experimental, experimental stuff. Um, okay. Well, you could check it out. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I can't. Hilda Gunguanadadea. I, I really don't know how to pronounce um, that at all. I'm terribly sorry, Hilda. Um, but there's also, if you check on, uh, there's, a, there's an interview with her that was uh, done from On the Score podcast, uh, which you can see on uh, on Synthetopia. It's it's a bit more philosophical. There's not so much of the technical stuff in there, which, you know, but there you go. Uh, right. OK, what's next? Let's have a look. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. This is... What do you think about this, Gaz? It's finally... You're in it, actually. Yeah. I have to say, I've never seen anything yeah. quite like it. It's just so... This incredible, is the... incredible synth there. It's just... So, wow. <laughs> um, oh no! It, it, it totally blew me away. So yeah, this game changer audio motor synth, which we saw, uh, we initially saw the technology at NAM. We gave them an award for it, and that, that was last year. And then at Superbooth, they kind of have this synth, uh, which is uh, mo motor synth, which they've launched on. Uh, Indiegogo, I think it is. Is it Indiegogo? And, you know, everybody is always saying, oh, this is ridiculous, hipster nonsense, nobody's going to want to buy this. But check this out. So uh, the last time I checked, it was at 219. So basically, that they've only launched it quite recently, and it's basically 439% uh, funded a fixed goal, uh, which yeah. is amazing. And they've had all sorts of great oh, endorsements. They've had uh, endorsements from Jean-Michel Jean Jarre, Richard Devine, uh, and reactions mm. from Gaz and Chris Calcutt and people. And everybody really responded it to, to it quite powerfully. Yeah. You know, whether or not that might have been, this is rubbish or this is amazing and, un and a unique thing. Uh, the, the idea is uh, based on uh, drone motors that move, that change speed very, very quickly and it's got an induction pickup in it. I thought it was an optical thing, but it's not. Apparently it's an induction pickup. And so they're used to create the pitches uh, there are eight wheels in it which means that you get uh two oscillators per voice so it's four voice it's a four voice thing so um yeah who who'd have thunk it i don't know I, I'm, I'm kind of tempted now did you see the original have you seen this before uh, rich because i know uh we we showed it when we did the super booth thing i can't remember if you're on the post super booth uh um episode that we did so i, I, I was not aware of this thing until this morning when i watched the video and i'm blown away by it and think it's a truly cool and unique thing. And uh, some part of me wants to own it. Um, yeah, it's that so thing, I isn't may, it? Like I may someday. It's a piece of art. I, mean, it's, I think they're going for round. They, they did. They sold out a whole load because they did sort of 43 and 28. So there's only 30% offs, which are 899. So, you know, the, the, the discounts are decreasing, but you can still, you can still buy them. Uh, I remember they came yeah, up to it's me. Expensive. Uh, it, yeah, it is expensive, but it's bespoke, and there's nothing in there really. Probably that's quite. No, it's beautiful, and it's beautiful. It's totally constructed and mechanical and wonderful, and I, I get why it costs. It's not expensive for what it does. It's just a little more than I'm going to spend on a synth today. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair way of putting it. Uh, you were at Superbooth as well, Matt. Did you get a chance to check it out? Because everybody was was flocking over there. Yeah. It was like a pilgrimage, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was hard to get near it. Um, and the sounds coming from it were just ridiculous. Absolutely great. And I have to agree, there's there's nothing that I've got in here that remotes any remotely sounds anything like it. So in terms of it being something as a viable purchase that's going to give you some different tones absolutely um and it's more it's more than the fact that it's just the the design and the and the way it actually works with the mechanisms and things it's more than that it's actually the sound of it that is producing it's it's so kind of visceral um there's there's one thing that i noticed i don't know if you picked up on this but because of the mechanisms using the wheels my pretty much every time I was playing with it, you always got a slight soft attack on every single sound because you're waiting for them to spin up. Did you ever find, is there a way around that? Because I, I don't mean, they think so. I th up, yeah, I they? think that they're using um, drone motors, which are very responsive. So it's, I mean, I mean they were I'm, quick. I'm sure that, but they're not as quick. Yeah, you, you're you going to find it hard to get a, a, an absolute asked, hard edge yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, I asked him maybe about the envelopes. Sorry. So yeah. just the envelopes are digital, though. I kind of assumed that the envelopes would be sort of like the motors spinning up to attack and decay well, the pitch, yeah, but you down. do you do get that with the pitch uh, because obviously mm. it takes there's a certain amount of lag, isn't there? There's bound to be. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I it definitely does sound unique, though, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's a very aggressive sounding synth, I think. Mm. Um, and it like ang like an angry, real angry sound. It did very, very well. Um, there were some concerns about the tuning um, over various octaves. I don't know about that. That's just some sort of grumblings that I picked up on. But um, uh, but yeah, look at it. I mean, there's interesting set of controls on there, and it's a unique approach. It's not just the motors. There's a whole bunch of design mm. ideas in it. Um, which is nice. Again, nice to see a oscilloscope there on the on the right hand side of it. Um, uh, but I, you know, yeah, just to, it is it is a sort of want. It does it yeah. it does <laughs> kind of get you wanting it in a rational. I don't know how I would use it necessarily musically, but I want it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, as uh, the um, Cresshead in the studio says, it's almost Russian. It's got that kind of slightly insane, yeah. uh, like Soma laboratories, and it reminds me a little bit of a early Porter studio for some reason. I guess yeah. it's the cassette wheels kind of vibe. But yeah, I, I mean, amazing that something so niche. Because I, I don't know if I, have I already said this. Uh, they came up to me. I was outside just taking a break, and uh, the guys came up to me. The guy in the video came up and said, "Oh, you know, what do you think? Do you think it's going to go? We're a bit worried that you know perhaps it's just a bit too gimmicky, or you know people aren't going to get it." And I, I'm just really pleased to see that it's worked out, and they've just got way, way more interest yeah. than they need. And I hope that means that they can do what they do, and they have, they don't do that thing. I don't. I haven't seen if there are any stretch goals on this actually, because if they, that's the promise that you've got to be really, really careful, haven't you? Because you don't really want. To, mm add any stretch goals that are, no, uh, are going to yeah, be hard to deliver. So it doesn't look like they have. It mm. seems like they've been quite sensible about that. Because they've made other mm. stuff before. They made the plasma distortion, yeah. which yeah. is an amazing and, looking thing as well. Yeah. They also made that, that sustain pedal that's like a guitar sustain pedal, but in the shape of a piano sustain pedal. 
Do you remember? Uh, I think right. that's no, the same. I, oh, I think yeah. that's the same company. That so it oh. uses like a kind of like a layered sort of freeze kind of motion, but it's uh, but it looks like a it looks like a piano sustain pedal. Um, I'm sure that's the same guys. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. Is, I can't. I don't know what it's called um, now. I can't. I can't I couldn't find it. Piano I Plus, I think it's called. All um, right, I'll do a search on that. But the plasma, they had the plasma, the plasma pedal, which came out last year. They had it. They were showing it in a rack this uh, this time as well, where the the plasma display was really huge. So just as a as an object for your rack, it just looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, as a dis, as a fuzz, it's quite a. Um... Oh, there there it is. That's the yep. same guy, isn't it? Look at that. Yeah, it is. You're right. It certainly is. Yeah. Good. That, good I think that may that may have been their first their first product. It was the first one that I that, that I saw of this company anyway. Um, and that thing is quite useful because of the um, by approaching it like a piano sustain pedal, it's got a very kind of clear. This is what it does, um, and it works pretty well. I've had a go of it. I thought it was quite good. It's it's not exactly the same as a sustain pedal, obviously, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So they're they're really a company who I mean if they're going to call themselves Game Changer Audio that's a date you know that's quite yeah, a dangerous that's name that's a challenge isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is kind so of. far the th the three things they've put out then are really interesting and very different from each other so clearly kind of some quite radical thinking I just trying to remember where they're from though were they Estonian or were they Latvian I think um, they're from Estonia I think they're from Estonia, Estonia. I think they are yeah mm. I believe so. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I like the fact that you've got companies like this kicking out these sort of products because as much as we want to work quickly in the studio and, and jump to the things and get ideas down as quick as you can, it's great when things like this come along and just make you sort of um, be inspired to work with something again, you know, in a, in a different way. And, and, and I think that's really important that, that we keep doing that within the music production world, music technology world, that as well as familiarity in what we're using you're getting something that's going to keep inspiring you so i think this is great a bit like the soma drum machine ah uh, you know, yes well that I mean, was here that was the product of the show for me as uh, as we talked yeah, yeah. oh yeah i want that one um, i think i just need to do uh, another little bit of uh, administration so i'm going to play you this piece from uh, soft tubes uh, the parallel synth Press, if I press the right button, I do beg your pardon. Softview Parallels, of course, as uh, a plug-in soft synth. One of their first actually dedicated soft synth instrument that's not based on modular, uh, with dual wave scanning source sections, uh, almost 100 high-quality pre-recorded multi-waveforms with a lot of timbral shifting be between them, so you can move around quite a lot and create uh, some incredible uh, sonic progressions within each waveform, so infinite source material. Two parallel sources means blended sounds, opening up uh, many more possibilities. Uh, 14 voices, 7 per source when both sources are active. Hundreds of presets from uh, BT, Richard Devine, Inhol, and more. Uh, three analog uh, filter types, uh, state variable, virtual LPG, and resonant peaks, which takes some of their nags from the modular stuff, which, as we know, is really good quality. Five sophisticated types of modulation source LFO, random, Euclidean, sequencer, step sequencer, and envelope. Plus, we've got five top quality effects options, distortion, chorus, flanger. And uh, we did a video of it at, at uh, Superbooth, and it sounded absolutely great. I have to say, if, uh, Christopher Ulvis did a great demo for it, so do check it out. Uh, I don't think there's an offer on at the moment, but I think it's about 149 bucks. You just head over to softtube.com and try it out. Um, okay. Uh, well, no, Gaz, I know there was so, there's other Apple news, so maybe I should come back to that, because uh, one of them is iTunes, they're, they're finally 
ditching oh. the kind of iTunes as a, a, an overall application, aren't they? But I mean, I don't know yeah. if you had other stuff you wanted to talk about. Well, that, that is a big one. Uh, and I kind of feel good riddance to it in a way because, well, not so much the iTunes bit itself, but the, the way that it, it, it's been the portal for the iOS, uh, for all the iOS devices. And it's felt such a clunky method of, of doing that for such a long time that uh, I'm really glad that 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 phase is coming to an end um i've been using apple music now for a few years and really like it so um well that's yeah, getting combined into the uh, there's get that there's going to be three apps in catalina yeah. music yeah. Yeah. podcasts mm -hmm. and uh tv so they're three separate apps yeah yeah so what they haven't seemed to have clarified though is how you know how are you going to sort of um interact with your iphone and your ipad in terms of like the way it's been in the past like re regarding um backing up and sort of data transfers but uh that's well at I, I, that's... from what i've been reading is at ios it's at the actual os level now so it'll be maybe that'll mean that there's a bit because i think a lot of that kind of uh um that sandboxing was to do with management of digital rights so perhaps if they remove that and then make the ability to move files in and out of the device at finder level or at ios level it might actually be ah. a bit of a make you know finally we might end up with something that finally most of us can use yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know so i mean obviously the big news i wanted to kind of celebrate really was the uh ipad os really i think that is um that that to me was the biggest thing from the the, the wwdc uh event um as it kind of acknowledges the ipad as its own thing rather than a big iphone you know it's uh um there's many advantages of this uh ipad os M chiefly that you can read off usb drives sd cards oh and, ah, that's yeah okay you know thank god for that, that finally exactly finally now what we don't know or if, if anyone could tell me i'd be really really happy to know this is if th that gets around uh you know if you can see any file that's on a drive yeah, you know, I, because well, I, I we've had say. this ludicrous, ludicrous, ludicrous situation of not being able to import audio files off a drive, and uh, you know, and I think I might have mentioned this before, but when you know, when I was Maybe at this Toadman event, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so this is the thing now. So, being able to actually have unrestricted access to your files and being able to bring things in to like so if you're using something like uh luma fusion which is getting a massive update by the way that's a Ooh, video editor it? like, yeah software. it's a really yeah. good application it's, yeah it's, the luma fusion 2 is just about to drop uh if you are interested in that i think if you get it before it drop uh, before luma fusion 2 comes out you buy it for the price of luma fusion 1 so if if you're on the fence about that i would uh, i would i would get it um, Luma Fusion 2 uh, is going to really open up um, the, I the iPad, especially as a video ed a video editing platform. Like I was mentioning earlier, with 4K on my Mac Pro and how it really brings it to its knees. It uh, on my on my iPad Pro, totally opposite. It, it it you can just fling 4K around with gay abandon. It's just like <laughs> it's astonishing, it's, isn't it? It, it is astonishing. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. astonishing. So. But you had this ridiculous situation, though, that, you know, yeah, you, you can't you, some, oh, you, you, you take a field record, you take a bunch of cameras and, and a field recorder 
and then you go to bring in you bring in all your vi your video files fine you go to bring in your field recorded you can't i mean it's just been stupid and i've been really angry about it for many years so <sighs> but this is the thing now it's like now i know it's coming it's like three Maybe. months away or something yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Rich. Do you do you have any sort of strong feelings either way? I mean, I think iTunes, you know, at its start inception. I mean, let's not forget it kind of basically radicalised the music industry when it first came out because it was sort of the way that it allowed uh, digital media to become a thing. Um, you know, in the hands of everybody, iPad was everywhere. Uh, the, 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 uh, not iPad. What am I? iPod was everywhere, which is no longer a thing. What What are your thoughts? Have you got any uh, any strong feelings? Well, first of all, they just put out a new iPod, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, ah. As relates to your question, uh, we saw this coming uh, because for a long time the conversation has been about how they're trying to unify the code base between iOS development and macOS development. And at this developers conference, they did spend some time describing their efforts on, in that area and that they seem to be getting very close to that. So they broke it up in iOS a couple of versions ago uh, into the three apps that we're talking about. And now they're just going to, and now Catalina breaks it up in the Mac world, which was going to have to happen if you're going to unify the code base across the two platforms. So, None of this is a surprise. Um, as far as the syncing of iOS devices through iTunes, as I see it, it's essentially the same thing except it happens in a Finder window. Right. It's really no different. They've just sort of broken it out and stuck it in the Finder software, and they've broken out the music playback and stuck it over here and the podcasts and stuck it over there and the TV and stuck it over here, and off you go. And it also matches more closely what they're representing in the TV OS. So they're basically bringing all the OSs. They're using ideas, good ideas from each OS in, in terms of trying to organize all three of them. I'm with Gaz on the enthusiasm for the interfacing with the iPad, especially with respect to using it as a second screen uh, in a Mac OS environment and the possibilities of using it as a touch interface because everybody's been whining about not having touch on uh, Apple computers, which we have on Windows computers, and this might actually bring that into the play as well. And uh, so a, a lot of really cool I, uh, various OS, all the OSs have been developed, and uh, I thought it was a really successful, I mean, as far as the products. It, the whole atmosphere and party thing and the toadies in the audience and it, it, the whole thing is a bit of a, you know, dog and pony show but besides that all the products they showed were really and ideas they described seemed to be really cool to me ah well no that's good to know i mean yeah i think i think if we get the matt you know get the opening up of the the file exchange i mean that's just going to make everything just useful i mean we had to set up this ridiculous network i had to buy a network adapter for a, an ios device to gigabit running it through a separate router so that I could get files in and out of the iPad quicker than just using Wi-Fi because Wi-Fi is just not fast enough for moving big files. It takes too long, you know, and it's... So, yeah, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get some movement finally there, right? Yeah, hopefully. I've got... Actually, I've got one question. Because they're taking the movie element out of iTunes, um, so before I could just go into iTunes and I could just browse what movies you can just watch and download and stream, right? So does that mean now I've got to own an Apple TV only to view them, or is there going to be an Apple TV app 
on the Mac OS for me to navigate and sort of search through that. Any? I can't you give you one? the answer. I can't give you the answer to that. I'm afraid I'm not. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. No, but um, that does raise it. Go on, guys. Well, I was going to say that uh, that leads on to that other thing. Is like I've spent years cultivating my iTunes library. So, yeah, what happens to my library? Does that then just get readable yeah. in the music? Uh, you know, that entire library. I mean, gosh, and that goes back eight, oh, so, the, sixteen years or something. The terrifying concept of having everybody who's got these network attached storage that uh, that iTunes can read. You know, all of those little API kind of calls between devices like, you know, Spotify being able to read it or not Spotify, yeah. the uh, yeah. what are those, the Sonos, you know, all of this is going to have to be updated oh, yeah. so it all works. It's just, that That is inevitably going to be a nightmare. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. It's, it, yeah, it probably we've will. Just, we've just got the Amazon devices. You can now stream Apple Music on them. I don't know if you know, but that, that was that's only been three or four months down the line, I think, since you could do that. Uh, you could do it in not the US. Britain, no. You can't. Yeah. yeah, in Britain now. Um, you can't. It was Britain in the now. US. Yeah, we're back. It's working in Britain. I use it now. It's, oh, it cool. came. It came out about three or four months ago, Gaz. But yeah, it's been in. It was oh, cool. in the US, wasn't it, for for about a year or so? And we was like, why isn't it in the UK? Yeah. But now you can go and you can set that as your default player. So if you're Apple Music listener like I am, you can listen to that through your your Amazon devices. Um, if that's, oh, that's of cool. use but um but yeah i think this is just it's just a response from apple basically they started something that was predominantly it had one function and it's grown and grown and grown as their business has grown and as technology has grown and demands from us have grown and it just got bloated and now i can see why they're segregate segregating it all out um as they move forward so yeah i, th I think it's i think it's a good thing and i'm definitely with gaz on this whole reading of drives and that kind of thing because it, it yeah it it was it's a bit my a data off. and my device what's the problem yeah right absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yes i would agree well i i mean i i didn't i don't want to kind of get too appleify because i know but wwdc is always a big one but quite often what yeah. happens is there's very little to talk about you know there might be but this time they've 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 done quite a lot of of updates, and I think it's going to affect uh, a lot of either end of what we do, both the creation and the delivery of the kind of stuff that we're involved in as musicians and creative sort of professionals. So that's the interesting part, I think, uh, about the whole thing. And it's what definitely one to watch is just whether or not they can handle the the rollout of it to all the other affected parties so that it's not just, okay, the only way to do this is to subscribe. And that's the other thing that's a bit, I, I, you know, yet another subscription. They're trying to move more people to subscriptions, as everybody is. It's the easiest way to project, project your business income and outcome is by running subscriptions. But it's for the end user, it's a pain. You know, there's how many subscriptions do you need? just to maybe watch this. Yeah. That. Anyway, that's not going to get in there too much. Um, has anybody got anything else they wanted to talk about before we uh, head off into the sunset? Because I know it's got to what, five there is nearly already. On the, subs the Beatport thing, like happening for DJs as a subscription model now, and that's kind of a big threat to, or potentially a big threat to, uh, to the DJ culture, because typically the streaming kind of world hasn't really affected uh DJs, DJs but i think yeah. beatport is now going to offer some kind of streaming service too um well, that could be so awkward that, couldn't so it? i just that's just 
Yeah, I I don't know anything about that, but yeah, it's probably that's probably worth checking out at some point. But I don't. Um, anybody else got any other extras before we uh, before we sign off? Um, nope. Okay, I think that seems like everybody has pondered. Everybody's pondered for. But well, thank you, folks. I mean, um, uh, that's again. Uh, thank you very much for watching, everybody. Uh, if you do want to check out, uh, do check out the Isotope RX7 tools. Uh, in fact, if you want to enter the competition, I'll just give that another plug. Uh, we're looking for the hashtag RXCanFixIt as one word and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's a Twitter competition. You enter that, you'll be uh, drawn next week uh, or entered into the draw. And of course, do check out the SoftTube's Parallel Synth. Uh, it is a really good sounding uh, and very atmospheric, again, synth. It's sort of quite a lot in the world of the uh, Chernobyl soundtrack, in fact, but I'm fairly sure they didn't sample any of the uh, Power Station stuff. So um, that's kind of it for this week. I want to say goodbye to everybody. Rich, I hope your gig goes well tonight. I guess you just saunter up, have a bite to eat, and then uh, rock the rock the uh, rock the venue, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> venues, venues, right there. Oh, <laughs> break out the window. The venue is right there. Uh, yeah, eight thirty show. Looking forward to it. Love Sold playing up. in Ireland. People here love this music, uh, much like where you live. Um, and uh, it's great. Excellent. Well, I hope you have a wonderful show and everything is all super duper as ever, as I'm sure it will be, because you're Thank all such you. professionals. Uh, nice to see you, Rich. Thank and you. of course, nice seeing uh, you. Yes, it is nice to see you too. Um, and uh, I, while you're this side of the Atlantic, maybe we'll, we'll catch up with another couple of times. I have to talk to you about that. Okay. All right. Cool. That Later. Good. Off okay. the air. Okay. Have a great show, Rich. And uh, yes, and Matt. Thanks, Matt. Uh, there's no problem. And Matt Hodson, also thanks for joining us. Um, uh, it's been a while oh. since we've had you, so hopefully we'll get to yeah. see you again soon. Thanks for having us. It's been good. I'm, I'm going to play with this um, module I've got on loan, this Percussor SSP, which sounds absolutely amazing. I'm going to do some videos on this soon. Um, I've just built a polyphonic synth in it, but it does so many different things. Um, so yeah. Oh, interesting. Are you doing yeah, uh, any live streaming stuff, or is this going to be up on your YouTube channel? Yeah, be up on my YouTube channel. I'm just about to move house and move studio as well, and all that kind oh of thing. God. So everything's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, again, so, uh, biggie. Yeah. Oh god. So, all right. Okay. Well, settled, I think there'll be some more live streams and what have you. But. Six. See you in. See you in six months. Then maybe. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you very much, Matt. And also, Gaz Williams. Thank you for joining us as well. Always a pleasure to have you aboard. Mm. Your video is looking very yeah. good today. Actually, your bandwidth is really killing it. Oh, good. So, so here's a here's a little hint about what's coming up soon. That sounds like an eight oh eight. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I think we might be having a little look at that uh, Behringer business, right? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Coming up soon. Coming up. Yeah. All right, okay. folks. Well, that was so uh, episode 578 uh, Sonic Talk. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you all again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye now.